1: Deej, when's the last time you heard this song?
2: I, I do <laughs> not. I'm just gonna say it probably in some movie, but you're over there doing the dern thing on them threes yeah. and fours over there. Man, I like your style, buddy.
1: I'm telling you, this is what you get when I run the show. Yeah. I use my music. It I, looks. I think I remember this from a Tony Hawk game.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Man, those were the days, wasn't Ooh, it?
2: That underground was legit. Oh, it was good.
1: Well, we're to the game. We got Mitch in Vegas coming up uh, in our next segment, plus, of course, the number one song of the day And Ask Us Anything. But it's Thursday, and you know what that means? We're going to lead off our number two with our good friend Curry Sexton as we talk K-State football. But, Curry, before we get there, did you ever play the old Tony Hawk games?
0: I did, man. It's been a long, long time, but absolutely. Uh, Nintendo 64 Tony, Pro- Tony Hawk Pro Skater, I think I still own that. Oh, nice. Um, man, it's, it's been a long time since I've slapped it in the uh, in the, in N64 the and put it on the TV.
1: Oh, so you, you still have the console and everything.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, so so I got mine, you know, mine tapped out when I was a kid. And then I think when I was at K-State, there used to be a, a vintage gaming store, a gaming store right out on uh, Fort Riley Boulevard by Bontai. Um, we're we're nine we're nine round or whatever it's called is now and and uh, and I went in there once upon a time and they had the 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 N64 console and a bunch of the the, the key games um, so some buddies or I think I bought it but we we you know we thought we wanted to play some Mario Kart so we went and got it and uh, so yes I still own it or I, I I now again own an N64. Did
2: you remember that story talking about game hounds? I believe the name was Game Hounds. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was. Yeah, you go in there and you go, "Man, I want to play some Mario Kart." And then the Mario Kart's like $60. You know? Yeah, you're like, "Wait, yeah. what?" Seriously. Yeah.
0: Seriously. Yeah. And, and the in the console wasn't cheap either. No. And, you know, th- those things were they were it was hard to keep those those consoles from, you know, kind of hitting their 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 sh- from hitting the end of their shelf life and, mm-hmm. and sort of get one that worked was uh was a treasure. Yeah, and More it was we play it probably once a year. I, I we play an adult version of Mark Mario Kart, which you guys may may or may not be familiar with, and uh, it's a, it's a heck of a time.
1: Right, I, mean, I mean, can we share the details on air?
0: Yeah. I mean, so basically, the, and, and I'm sorry for any any you know anybody under the age of 21 out there listening, but um, <laughs> so it's, it's real simple. You uh, you play you you get you get four people on the game, and you. Um, start the game with a full beer, and you can't uh, or a full beverage. I shouldn't say beer; beverage of your choice. And you you can't drink and drive at the same time. But you have to finish your drink before the race is over. Ha <laughs> ha! And if you get last, you you you're on the sticks again for the next game. And the other three guys get it; they get a rotate off. So uh, strong incentive to not be last place.
1: That might be the best drinking game I've ever
0: heard. Of. <laughs> it's uh. It, it is it is very good, but uh, things can go south very quick. So you got You got to be. You, you can't do it. You can't do it every Saturday night. I mean, you're, you're so things will things won't be good.
1: Believe it or not, I actually have a N sixty four here at the radio station. But I I brought it because John Kurtz and I had a uh, had a duel on Goldeneye double oh seven, and he beat me. Mm-hmm. I gave him the better controller. That's why, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, course. I I think I still have a. Uh, I think I still have Mario Kart. I there was a game stolen from me when I was like thirteen, and it was either Mario Kart or Star Fox. But I'm gonna go check if I have Mario Kart. I'm making this game happen next get together (laughs) I have. I'm gonna make people do it. Curry, let's get to uh, the cats. So we got to lead off with wide receivers, right? Because we got our first. Glimpse of Keegan Johnson doesn't play the first half, but plays the second half after missing game one. He's been a little bit banged up, and you know maybe a bit on a on a pitch count, let's say, uh, heading to the Mizzou game. But I'd love to know your first impressions of who could be the number one wide receiver for K State, Keegan Johnson.
0: I was very impressed. Um, You know, I think it was. uh, I think after after not seeing him in the first half, I don't think anybody expected to see him come out in the third quarter. Um, and you know, we had there were there were a lot of fans that left before Troy scored late in the first or in the second quarter, and definitely before K State scored at the end of the second quarter. And then, you know as as, as K State fans do, it took a it took a while for people to trickle back in. And so when he when he made that first catch on that on that that third quarter drive, I don't think anybody knew or not anybody, but not many people knew Keegan Johnson until you know until you said, uh, you know, on the catch and on the on the reception, Keegan Johnson, and then everybody erupted. And I think he, hearing his name really, you know, really put some juice back into that stadium. Um, and, and I was certainly excited to see him out there. And and he just looks different. I mean, his 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 burst off the ball, you know, his his you know, you could tell he's explosive. His his ability to get in and out of breaks, you know, a couple of the catches he made with you know that were that were not easy catches, and he made them with his hands. He made it look easy. Um, you know, he, 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 gave, he gave me a reason to be very, very excited about his future. Um, and I think adding him to that room will make that room a really, really strong room. Um, you know, then you talk about having a really strong group, uh, a core group of four guys who have shown that they, that they could make plays at this level. And I think there's, you know, that just reason to be excited as K-State fans.
1: And Phillip Brooks was great. I mean, he nearly had 100 yards on the day. He had a couple of touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. And, his, I mean, his yards after a catch was darn near half of his yards. But also Jaden Jackson, I, you know, four catches. Um, he was around 75 yards. I wish I had the numbers right here in front of me. But he made an incredible catch when K-State was trying to truly get the momentum back offensively in the second half and it was double coverage right down the middle of the field will puts it in a spot where only Jaden can get to it Give me on a scale from one to ten how tough is that kind of catch
0: incredibly tough um scale of one to ten probably about a seven maybe an eight but when you're talking about i mean he's running full speed with you know full speed away from will with two defenders on his back and he catches that ball. I mean, by the time he secures the catch, the ball is somewhere beneath his knees, and all of his momentum is going through the football, through the through the catch point. And and so, you know, making the catch is, isn't maybe isn't the hardest part, but securing the catch through the you know through the ground is is what was incredibly impressive to me because not only is is his momentum taking him right through the catch point, but he's also got two guys on his back. In, incredibly impressive catch. You know, just a really, really exceptional hands catch. Um, and and I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see Jaden Jackson get more snaps. I know he was sort of forced into the rotation because of Keegan's you know, Keegan's injury. But he's been really, really impressive. I, you know, I, he's not a, a overly big guy, but he has good size. And I don't think he's overly fast, but I think he's got enough speed. Um, and he's shown his ability to get open and make plays. And so I, I'm excited about what he brings to the table. Um, Next to some of those other guys that we've already talked about,
1: poor Will Howard. I mean, he comes in last year for an injured Adrian Martinez, not once but twice, saves the day, wins a Big 12 championship. And now, when he's the guy, he's a senior, he still can't escape any sort of criticism. Uh, It's because, you know, he had a couple of throws that were certainly questionable. The interception, he's had two now, but, you know, I, I wouldn't certainly say that it was all his fault in game one, but game two in double coverage, overthrows his intended receiver, and it's an interception. But right now, I guess, is there any sort of concern about Will Howard's decision-making?
0: I would say, uh, you know, a mild, I mean, a you know, mild concern, I think. I mean, last year, obviously, he, what did he throw? Four or five interceptions all year. And I know he didn't play a full season, but his touchdown-interception ratio last year was, was really strong. Um, showed that he was a good decision-maker. Yeah, so I, I don't think, uh, you know, a two-game sample size where one of were one of two interceptions is arguably not his fault. One of them was. It's hard to really, it's it's hard to, you know, pre- press the alarm um, at this stage. Now, I will say he's thrown two picks this year and thrown a handful of other balls into double or triple coverage, and that's what's maybe more concerning for me. You know, Saturday the pick was just not a good throw, especially in that situation after after the interception. You know, up up already a couple scores with a chance to really kind of probably put the, you know, put Troy away and, and to throw an interception like that is just, you know, it's obviously not a good throw, not a good interception, but in, in the circumstances, it makes it even worse. Um, but then, you know, there was the other, in the first quarter, there was another example where he had Ben Sennett running down the seam, you know, blanketed by two defenders and, and tried to throw it up to Ben. And he did something similar in week one. And I, I think part of it is just, is, is just, You know, getting into the flow of things. You know, making you know, finding a rhythm with his playmakers, and then just ultimately taking what the offense gives him. I know that you know, with when you're when you're getting the season started, your your sample size is so small, and so you want to make sure it's really strong. You want your playmakers to get good, you know, to have to have you know, opportunities. And Ben had a ton of opportunities week one, and then obviously they were putting a lot of emphasis on on defending him week two. And I think it's just important for Will as as the leader of that offense to understand that hey, if Benson is getting bracketed on almost every snap, then then you know we we probably need to start looking elsewhere because other guys are getting better opportunities. Feel
1: so like, I,
0: I, I, I'm not I'm not overly alarmed, but 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 uh, I I think, you know would like to see him this weekend take care you know take better care of the football.
1: Curry got a couple more for you if we look at the other side of the football of course you've gone against some solid secondaries during your time of playing football you know k-state replaces two nfl guys with two guys that might be on their way to the next level in a few years you never know jacob parish and will lee have been very impressive through two games how would you feel if you're an opposing wide receiver even though they're inexperienced at this level already showing that they can be this good so early
0: yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's a that's a formidable pair right there. I, I mean, Jacob is. I mean, Jacob's shown it now through through, you know, now parts of two seasons and has just. I mean, in in, in a short time has an incredible, incredibly impressive track record. He is, you know, he's he doesn't have tremendous size, but what he doesn't have in size he makes up for in quickness and speed, and I think feel as well. I mean, when you watch him out there and watch some of the clips of him in coverage last week, and his his feet are just so steady. Um, and, 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 you know, when, when a receiver starts to make his break, his ability to near that route is impressive. Um, and so I think he's a guy that you know, he'd be tough to go up against. I mean, he was against a, against a good set of receivers last week. Um, you know, I think on 10 targets or, or 11 targets, four he gave up four catches for 20 yards, uh, which is, which is, you know, pretty staggering. And then on the other side, you get, you have a guy who's a, a different type of playmaker, but it, but also a very, very good one. Um, he's got more of that Julius Prince type size and length and more of that maybe ability or desire to, to get involved in the run game, which is I think why we're gonna see him play almost exclusively to the boundary. Um, so we can really take advantage of that that size and skill set. But but I mean for a guy who was, you know, playing in, in, in the JUCO ranks less than a year ago, to be making as quick of an impact as he is is, is, is super impressive. Um, and if we can keep those two guys healthy, we're, we we're going to be very, very fortunate to, uh, to have them on the field for us over the next couple of years.
1: So with now Missouri on the horizon, um, you know, I, I don't know how much you know about Mizzou, but maybe kind of if, if you want to give me some thoughts about you know what you think about K-State, what they need to do well and execute on to, to get out of Columbia with not just a win, but maybe find a way to get to a comfortable win.
0: Absolutely. I think first and foremost, I'd like to see us establish more of a rhythm in our run game. Um, And I know it's not easy not having Christian Duffy still shuffling guys around and trying to find that continuity, but I'd like to see us find uh, a rhythm in the run game and really get Treshawn and DJ going. Um, And so that, that would be first and foremost, you know, if you're talking about getting to a comfortable victory, let's, you know, let's run for 200 yards on Saturday. And then I think, You know, more something that I would expect on Saturday is for us to pressure the heck out of Mizzou. You know, their offensive line has really struggled over the first two weeks against two pretty, you know, two inferior opponents. I think, you know, one of the, statistically from a pass rush percentage um, in, in the country, I think they're one of the worst offensive lines in, in America. And, and we've shown that we have, you know, we have five or six guys who can, who can get after the quarterback. So I would expect for us to wreak havoc in, in Missouri's backfield on, on Saturday. So those, those to me would be the two biggest things. And, and then I think it's, it's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's like the Troy game. Obviously this is an SEC opponent on the road, so the setting is different. But if we do what we're supposed to do, if we take care of the football, Play the football that this team is capable of playing, and has shown us that they can play through two weeks. Um, this is a game that we should be able to go in and win, and, and, and win. Hopefully, going away.
1: Well, Columbia, Missouri is right down the road from you. Are you going to try to make it to the game?
0: We are. Yeah, we are. My uh, my brother in law, uh, who played baseball here once upon a time, is actually he just got hired at Mizzou. Um, and so he's uh, he's in the athletic department there. So we're gonna we're gonna make the trip down and, and see the game and also see the family. So looking forward to it.
2: Curry, um, one I think one last super important question: uh, Who's your guy on Mario Kart? Who you picking?
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that's a good question. You know I'm, I'm i'm I've never been I've never been kind of a I gotta have my guy type of person. Uh, you know, I feel like I just I can win. You can give me Peach, you can give me Bowser, you can give me anybody, and I win. But if I'm getting first pick, I'm probably going Yoshi. I mean, yeah. I'm a big Yoshi guy.
1: Me too. Yoshi was my guy. He seemed faster.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he's got the he's got the quickness. He's got the speed. You know, I I you know obviously he gets bullied around by Wario and Bowser. But but I I'm, I'm a Yoshi guy. If you give me choice, but I'll uh, I'll take any of the eight original characters and. and and pick up a
1: dub. The question about that drinking game: Do you have to set a certain amount of laps?
0: Well, so no. So that so so it's for for like uh, what, what's the what's the like the, the very first course in the in Cup Trooper Cup the very very first course. I think it's just called whatever it is. the initial course. It's such a fast course that, that that's a really really challenging course to, to play the game on. So you know you might want to go to like Wario Stadium or something where laps take a couple of minutes and really give yourself plenty of time. But now if you do Rainbow Road, if you do Rainbow Road, you got you got to do two beers. Oof.
1: okay,
2: that's so, a haul, man. Oh yeah. my
0: god! So so that so just, just know that, that when you when you click Rainbow Road, you're getting into something that that, that, that is really not that enjoyable.
2: We're not going to Aggieville tonight, guys.
0: We're, we're, we're staying home. We're. <laughs> Curry,
1: yep. it's been a lot of fun. Thank you once again for coming on the show, and uh, enjoy the game Saturday, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Of course, we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Curry Sexton joining us here on the game. When we come back, we make our official predictions for Saturday. Mitch in Vegas, week three, after these words.
2: How lucky can one guy be? I her Unlike
1: the uh, the MGM like the resorts set, in Vegas, in our internet, our slot machine, the room was whatever you want to call it, has not been compromised. There is nobody like coming at us with a virus and looking for a ransom. And- we are ready to go. We are up and running, and Mitch in Vegas is officially underway. And I saw somebody on, uh, was it? Might have been Tim Fitzgerald who retweeted a video, something about Excalibur just being crazy backed up. Yeah. Is that what's going on? There's somebody. It's because they can't check in online. So they're, they're just backed up like God. crazy with a line trying to check people in. And I mean, it's, you know, hundreds of people in and out every day.
2: Woohoo. No online check-in. That's brutal.
1: And then, it, like everybody's talking trash on Excalibur, like what a dump it is. I'm like, you know, I've stayed there once. It was fine. Really? It was fine. Good budget place. It was comfortable.
2: Is um I always forget is Excalibur on the Strip?
1: It is. So yeah, that's it's uh, right. it's caddy Cor- it's caddy corner from uh, MGM Grand. And uh, right next to it is New York, New York.
2: Mmm, that's right. That's to right.
1: the south of it is Luxor in Mandalay Bay.
2: Oh, geez.
1: Yeah. So it's uh it's on the south end of the Strip, though. It's you know pretty close to the uh, airport. All right, six predictions to make. Real quick before we get to them, here are your updated standings. I went three and three. DG and the people go four and two. Better, much better week Ooh. for DG. But Troy was the big winner. He goes. 5 and 1. So nice job there by Troy. So here's your updated standings. I'm in first at 9 and 9. Troy is 8 and 10. The people 7 and 11. Deej catching up a little bit. Now 5 and 13. More ground to make, make up though. So here we go. Game number 1. We of course start with the Cats. On the road for the first time this year as they face the Missouri Tigers. K-State as of I you know tweeting out the game 2 hours ago, 3 hours ago is a 4-point favorite. The people say K State. Troy says K State. Deej says
2: Are we is it a four is it officially four? Or is it still three and a half? Are it's we four. Oh, it's, it's up four. to four. Okay. Cats all dang day, baby. I
1: understand people thinking it could be a close game and maybe there's something I don't know. Maybe Vegas knows something that we don't know. Uh, of course, no Christian Duffy still is a slight concern for me. But I think all around, K-State is just a better team. Mm -hmm. Wherever you look on the field, K-State is probably a little bit more talented. Now, they're not as experienced in the running back position. They're not experienced as Missouri is in the secondary. But I think we can all agree the secondary is playing above average football right now, Mm -hmm. especially at the corner position. Would like to see the safeties play a little bit faster like Kobe Savage. Running backs, they just need to get going. And hopefully... Things will get moving against the Missouri Tigers and be more consistent. But, again, that's a Missouri defensive line that has been stuffing everybody so far. But I am taking the K-State Wildcats. Game number two, Iowa State is at Ohio. Not Ohio State. We're talking OU out of Ohio. The Ohio Bobcats out of the MAC. Iowa State is a three-point favorite. The people are going with the Cyclones. Troy going ohio
2: (laughs) that's got to be his wild card pick i don't have the guts to do that i'm gonna say the cyclones roll through ohio wherever that is and uh bury those guys that's a good question i'm
1: not sure where ohio university University. is i'm honestly not sure the thing is neither team has firepower on the offensive side of the football i'll tell you what though Iowa State. Wide receiver, he's a a sophomore. Jaden Higgins was impressive. He's just under 100 yards. Was a pretty key part in Iowa State's attempt to come back against Iowa after a very terrible start offensively. But also, Ohio's not going to score any points. This is a pretty strong defense still for Iowa State. I mean, Ohio—they only put 27 on the board against maybe the worst team in all of Division One college football. And I'm bringing them up again. (laughs) Long Island.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No way. Long Island. Oh my God. Okay. And that
1: was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, speaking of Long Island, I just want to point this out as well. K-State volleyball sweeps Long Island 25-20, 25-11, 25-10. Dominant performance Jeez. by the Volleycats today and Morgan Family Arena. But I am going Iowa State to cover the three points. Game number three. That will take us to Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Oklahoma Sooners visiting Tulsa. The Sooners, 28 The line moved up a little bit. 28-and-a-half point favorite for Oklahoma. Troy takes Oklahoma. The people take Oklahoma. What about you, David G? (sighs)
2: You know, if you you take a look at the schedule, which is kind of a sucker's game, but Tulsa just got destroyed by Washington. Washington put up, uh, like, 43 points. So, you got to expect more of the same Oklahoma-Tulsa. You... Those are always kind of wonky. Those in state, weird road for the, you know, a Big 12 school. I'll say Oklahoma's going to cover, but I don't feel good about it.
1: Tulsa kind of falls in the middle of the pecking order when it comes to difficulty for the opponents for Oklahoma so far. Um, they've played all their non con games against group of five opponents. Arkansas State was god awful. <laughs> SMU gave Oklahoma some issues. Tulsa feels. They fall in the middle, but they do gravitate towards Arkansas State more than they do SMU, so I'm going to take the Oklahoma Sooners. Game four, not too far from Tulsa, is going to be Fayetteville, Arkansas. BYU and Arkansas, road matchup for the first time this year for the Cougars. Arkansas favored now by eight points. Troy going with BYU. The people say Arkansas. Yeah, I'm
2: sticking with the Razorbacks. There's no way. BYU, sorry, going down there to Fayetteville and getting pounded.
1: I've not been impressed with Keaton Slovis so far for BYU, uh, and playing a couple of no names. Meanwhile, you know KJ Jefferson is the is a quarterback for Arkansas. He was extremely good against BYU last year in Provo, threw for five touchdowns, and so far this year he's completing seventy four percent of his passing. I know BYU's defense has been good so far, but I'm going to take Arkansas to cover eight points. Game number five is. The renewal once again of the backyard brawl. This time Pitt is visiting West Virginia. Mountaineers picked to win by two and a half. The line actually opened up originally with Pitt as the favorite, but it's switched over to the home team being the two and a half point favorite. The people say West Virginia. Troy goes
2: Pitt wow I'm gonna st- I'm going pitt too I'm gonna that's my wild card I think Pitt goes in there and takes it so the points, what is it at right now
1: two and a half West Virginia that's okay. where we're gonna officially lock it in
2: okay uh, uh giving up two and a half points yeah um I'm taking Pitt with on that one
1: so I mean West Virginia lost that game last year at Pitt just because of costly mistakes I mean JT Daniels throws that pick six at the worst time Mm -hmm. if you take away the mistakes West Virginia probably wins that game I think that's what it comes down to Garrett Green who can be a true dual threat quarterback if he just keeps the ball in the possession of West Virginia protect the football move it down the field which I think they can against Pitt I'm going to take the Mountaineers actually to get it done at home but I'll be honest with you there's probably not a lot of times this year I would pick (laughs) West Virginia (laughs) when it comes to the spread or to win a lot of games Alright, our final game takes us to Houston. It is the first Big Twelve matchup officially of the new Big Twelve era. TCU visiting Houston. Horn Frogs DG are favored by seven and a half. The people go TCU and so does Troy.
2: I'll stay with the Peeps and Troy, but uh, wouldn't it be something? You think TCU's still reeling a little bit from that uh, first week loss? I
1: mean, they bounced back in their non-con game. Or the, uh, I, I don't even remember who they played last week. Nichols?
2: Nichols State. Yeah. yeah. Blew um, them out.
1: But, you know, I'm not sure still on TCU, to be honest with you. I still think they could be pretty good this year. They,
2: uh, me too. But, it's just, you know what's funny? They get at Houston, and then they get uh, kind of a – a uh, quirky little SMU squad coming to oh, TCU yeah. th- the next week. That's it, So yeah. that, I mean, it can be interesting for them the next couple weeks, but yeah, I'm going TCU.
1: Uh, you know, Houston is just so funny. Under Daniel Holgerson, it, it was definitely their MO last year where Houston always starts terrible. <laughs> First three quarters, they don't do well. And then in the fourth quarter, it's all of a sudden they turn it on and the comeback is on and they make it a ball game. Rice last week, which Rice beat Houston, but Rice in the second quarter was up 28 to nothing. Do you know what the final score of that game was? No. 43 41. The game went to overtime.
2: Oh, that's right.
1: So Houston is going to make a comeback in this game. Yeah. It depends, though, how close do they get? Yes. Houston just seems to get within a score and they don't finish. They don't complete the comeback. So I'm actually taking Houston. Good for you.
2: That's a that's
1: a good call. So it's seven gonna, and a half. I'm going to go seven. You're know, like losing by seven or four or seven points, something like that. You know what I
2: mean? Seven in the, the hook, man, always gets you. That That's a great pick, dude.
0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, before we get to the questions, I'm just now seeing this online.
2: Uh-oh. So
1: sync, reunited to present an award at the VMAs a couple of days ago. Well... I guess the the reuniting is actually going to be coming now new music from NSYNC. No tour, but they're going to release a new song. Mm. And I just listened to a piece of it on Twitter. It doesn't sound NSYNC. It just sounds Justin Timberlake solo stuff.
2: (laughs) They're like, dude, we can totally just go, yeah, yeah. We'll be (laughs) Rayshawn on your stuff. Just can we ride the coattails a little bit longer? But it makes man. me
1: wonder, like, yeah, can can Joey Fatone still, you know, does he still got the pipes? No. Does Chris, whatever his name, no. Lance Bass, uh, uh, Lance Bass, Lance I bet he Bass probably
2: can still sing. Yeah, he looks like he can. He sing. does. He looks like yeah. he he's uh, the probably the best singer out of all of them. You know what I mean? Like naturally, but yeah, the other guys, no. Um, hey, What's something, this is a trending question online, what's something everybody thinks is normal that you find weird? I got in some hot water today, because not that I hate dogs or anything, but people that bring dogs like everywhere they go, you know, and it's not like the, you know, the service animal, it's just like a dog shows up. I don't know. I find that weird. Don't hate me. I love dogs. I love dogs. See, but- these
1: kind of questions, It's I, I got to really think about it, because there's a lot of things I've feel like is normal but how about this a lot one? of people think it's weird
2: how about know, this or, one or you can't adjust back in the back you marinate on that but think about this one we i asked Troy this yesterday would you rather uh, get stranded on a desert island with someone who never shuts their big yapper or somebody who never says a word
1: never says a word Ooh. that's an easy one for me
2: you're like because
1: Don't i talk. can most likely the person that just never shuts up and keeps talking has absolutely no self awareness and I can't stand people that don't have self awareness, <laughs> and so I would just rather not talk and just sit there, <laughs> yeah. or I'll call the shots, <laughs> yeah. tell you what to do. Yeah. You go do this, and you know, don't you know, don't complain,
2: right? And because you know that the person like talking, 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 you're gonna be like, hey, we need to build a fire or a shelter, and they're gonna be talking while you're working, and that you just can't have that, dude. No, no, no. Um Let's see I really like this question Um Let's Okay What is it, What tattoo would make you walk away From like a relationship
1: I don't know if there is a tattoo That would do that for me obviously. A location
2: Is there a location No
1: you- I, As long as it's not super offensive of course <laughs> But I can tell you what I like, giant I, 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 I don't Yeah <laughs> I don't like Like Inspirational quotes on the forearm Ooh, or that yeah, type yeah. of thing, you know. I, yeah. to me, that's pretty trashy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. But I can, I'm okay with most things. Like if you have like barbed wire around your arm or something <laughs> like that, a band of barbed wire tattooed, I'm probably gonna make fun of you. Yeah, like, but, like that is like an ankle tattoo or something. Yeah. You're gonna hear it from me.
2: Hey, the late '90s called. They want their tattoos back with the barbed wire. I'm terrified of the the neck one. tattoos. Those terrify me. I think that that person is probably super tough, and they would beat me up or something. We got time
1: for uh, sorry to cut you off? Yeah. One more. We got about fifty seconds.
2: Um, what would you break up with Lindsay like if she dressed like a juggalo all the time? But you, she still, you still loved her. She did. She loved you. She was so good to you, and every nothing about your relationship changed except she dressed like a juggalo twenty four seven. Okay, so I wish
1: we had five minutes. Left. <laughs> That I, I know the answer should be, I love Lindsay. I love her no matter what. And that's all we have, folks. I'm not going to lie. If she became a juggalo...
2: Juggalette. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. We're probably done. I, I don't know if I can do it. Come on, man. Come on, Mitch. Come on. you She just, like...
1: Oversized if she started walking jersey. around going
2: whoop whoop, I'm done.
1: <laughs> Can't do it. I'm yeah. whoop, whooping out of here. <laughs> we gotta go. That's the show for the week. Best of tomorrow. Go cats.